I'm sure you've heard the phrase, spare the rod, spoil the child. What would you say if I told you that this phrase is not even in the Bible, apart from what a lot of people think? Today we're going to discuss gospel-based discipline with Angela Harders. In the first part of this two-part episode series, she is going to tell us the shocking truth about this phrase that has for so many years been misconstrued. We all know that parenting is hard work and life can get busy. We've done the research to help you. So let's dig deep with Leanne Mancini and work together to help you raise strong Christian kids. Hello and welcome back to Raising Christian Kids. I have another parenting expert and her name is Angela Harders and she's a certified special education teacher, international best-selling author, and the founder of PAX Ministries PMA. She left a toxic school environment to practice peaceful world schooling with her own children and to inspire other families to do the same. Now Angela empowers families to live with faith and freedom through her organization, books, podcast, courses, coaching, and so much more. Welcome, Angela. I'm so glad to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really excited to be here. Well, you know, I love your book, Gospel-Based Parenting. It's so hard to find a book that gives parents alternatives other than always spanking and, you know, disciplining in a rough manner. So tell us about your book, Gospel-Based Parenting. What inspired you to write it also, please? Yeah, so growing up, I was raised in a Christian home. I attended Christian school. So growing up in the Christian environments, my parents were firm believers in the rod. Although I would not have said that I was abused in any way, I I knew that my parents loved me and I knew that my parents loved God. By the time I had my own child, my own daughter, I was fully planning and intending to spank her just like my parents had spanked me. And I honestly believed that that's what the Bible taught. I had been told many, many times over the years, you know, spare the rod and spoil the child. And I just thought that that's what I was supposed to do. And so when my daughter turned one, um, that was when her personality started to really shine through. And I wanted to have a better understanding of how to actually apply that. That was when I really started kind of having those practical questions. And for every pastor that I talked to, for every Christian book that I read, for every article that I researched online, I would literally get a different answer for every single one of my questions. And so that really really made me start thinking, if all of these people are claiming to spank their kids because the Bible says, they're all doing it in completely different ways. So either one of them is wrong or all of them are wrong and I'll be basing this off of the same one biblical truth, supposedly. And so that was what inspired me to go back to the source. So I I went back to the Bible and said, you know what, I want to understand what does the Bible really teach about spanking because I want to spank my daughter the way that the Bible says. I want to do this thing right. And what I found as I started researching shocked me. I learned very quickly that the Bible does not support parents hitting their children as a form of discipline at all. And as I sought to answer my own questions and started compiling my research and documenting what I was learning, I started sharing with people around me and many people said, Angela, this this needs to be in a book. You need to write this down. And so that was the very first book that I published back in 2019. And since then, I published over you know 20 other books since then. 
But that book is without a doubt, one of my favorites. It was life transforming for me. And I've been so blessed and honored to see that that book has been transforming lives literally all over the world. So I I have to tell you, I also agree with you that I thought spanking was the way to go. Everybody, every parent, I want you to hear out there, we're not trying to tell you what to do. We're trying to educate you what we know to be true, what we found out, and you have to make your own choice. I never felt comfortable spanking my child. In fact, I only had to do it once or twice with a little wooden spoon on their behind, as my mother did me. And every time they would do something, I'd say, I'm going to the drawer to get the spoon. I just, the threat of it would have them want to, you know, snap up and be in line to, to listen to what I had to say. But even that felt uncomfortable to me. So I'm, I'm, I'm so happy you wrote this book. I think it's really an eye opener. It was an eye opener for me. And a misconception, a common misconception regarding gentle parenting is that people think it means never giving kids any consequences for their disobedience. So what is exactly gentle parenting? Yeah, so when we talk about consequences, there are typically three different types of consequences. So there's contrived consequences, which is another fancy word for punishment. And a contrived consequence is, for example, you know, you you broke this toy and so now I'm going to, I don't know, now you're going to be grounded for a week and you're not going to be able to watch TV because you broke this, you know, this thing. So that's a contrived consequence. It's not really related to the offense. We're having to come up with some kind of way to inflict pain, whether it's emotional or physical pain on the child because of something that they did. Then there's another thing that's called logical consequences. So logical consequence is when something happens and then we follow up with the logical results. So that would be like, again, in the example, if you broke something, you broke something. And so because you broke it, now the logical consequence is you have to either fix it or you have to pay to repair it. And then the other, the third type of consequence is called a natural consequence. And a natural consequence is something that happens naturally. The parent doesn't have to impose this on their child. So that would be, again, like I broke my toy, so now I can't play with it anymore. That's the natural consequence of breaking my things. So when we talk about parenting, especially gentle parenting in particular, or what I like to call gospel-based parenting, we're not doing contrived consequences. We're not called to give our children these, you know, types of like punishments and retribution and retaliation for things that they do. But our children absolutely do experience consequences all the time. They experience natural consequences and they experience logical consequences for their choices. So what would you say to a parent who has a child who is very mouthy to them and calls the parents names? What would be the consequence for something like that? Great. Okay. So the natural consequence, if a child calls someone a name, they're going to hurt their feelings. They're going to damage the relationship in some way. It's going to, you know, be offensive to some people. They're learning that my words have an impact on the way that someone else feels, someone else that I care about. They might feel like sad that they hurt someone. The logical consequence would be, I'm going to teach you another way to communicate or express what you're trying to say. So rather than, you know, calling me, Doo-doo head. <laughs> head or something like that. You know, we want to use our words to, you know, we tell them we want to use our words to be kind and gentle to, to the people that we love. And so then we teach them, this is what you can say, or you can say, I don't like when you did that. So we're teaching them to express their emotions rather than just attacking the other people. But again, it's that, you know, taking that time and that effort to teach them 
a different way to communicate what they're feeling rather than just kind of exploding in their in their anger or their frustration. Or using sympathy and empathy with them also putting them in that. Exactly. Yeah. And being able to tell them like, wow, you, you know, you were really upset about the, you know, that this happened or you felt like I was being unfair. You validating with their emotions and helping them understand and process those emotions rather than punishing them just for having an emotion. I, I think a lot of people are like, oh, if they keep doing it, then that means that that parenting technique isn't working. Well, I know kids that were spanked their lives and they still do things that are bad. So it doesn't necessarily mean that the parenting technique is working or not working. I think the question is, you know, being able to recognize and say, yes, like we still sin and we still make mistakes and we still mess up no matter how old or little we may be, but we want to parent for the long term, right? Like I think, I think spanking is a very short-term fix and using those contrived punishments is a short-term fix. But when we're parenting for the long term, that's when we know like it, it, it takes longer. It takes a lot more effort to have these conversations. Yeah. You want to, you want to get to the heart of the matter. Exactly. Yeah. Not the action, but the heart of the matter, the the reason behind it and change the heart. So what do you say to people who believe that spare the rod, spoil the child is biblical? Can you share briefly with us what you found? Oh my goodness. Yes. I actually just made a TikTok about this the other day and it kind of blew up. And I was a little surprised by the response that I got. I made a video saying exactly that, that the Bible does not say spare the rod and spoil the child. And when I tell you where this verse where that phrase actually comes from, you are never going to quote it again. And so for those of you that are not familiar, the phrase spare the rod and spoil the child, like I said, it does not come from the Bible. It actually comes from an erotic poem that was written in the 1600s by a man named Samuel Butler. And the poem is called Hudibras. And that poem is about a woman who is in love with this knight and they're having this, you know, illicit love affair and she goes to visit him in prison. And while she's there, she tells him, if you love me, you'll commit suicide. And the guy's like, no, thanks. <laughs> and so then she proceeds to tell him, okay, well, if you don't want to kill yourself to prove your love for me, then let's engage in some sadomasochism that he wanted. She wanted to, you know, whip him and other, you know, things like that. And so the line from the poem, actually, um, she says, what else can cure the fits of lovers when they lose their wits? Love is a boy by poet's style, then spare the rod and spoil the child. So that is actually that phrase, spare the rod and spoil the child is a quote from an erotic poem. It is talking about the sexual fetishes of a dominatrix. It is not scripture. But a lot of people will immediately go back and say, wait, but the Bible says, you know, he who spares his rod, you know, hates his son. And I'm like, yeah, they'll quote Proverbs 23. And I'm like, I yes, that verse is in the Bible. But the phrase spare the rod and spoil the child is not from the Bible. It is from this erotic poem. And and I think it's time that we stop quoting that, you know, if people want to quote the Bible, then quote the Bible. So the, the correct quote is he who withholds the rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him gently. And again, it's not just quoting the verse correctly, but it's understanding what that verse means. So when we see he who withholds the rod hates his son, what does that mean? So the rod in biblical times was a symbol of authority. And then the second part of that verse says, but he who loves him disciplines him diligently. And this is a really big problem in our culture because we use the words discipline and punishment interchangeably in English. For us, they kind of mean the same thing. And in fact, when I first told my family that I wasn't going to spank my child, 
that was their reaction. They were like, what do you mean? You're not going to discipline her? And I was like, well, of course I'm going to discipline her, but discipline does not mean punishment. And it's important for us to remember that when we see the word discipline in the Bible, it does not mean punishment. That word actually means to verbally teach or instruct. It does not mean physical punishment at all. And so when we see that verse, he who withholds the rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him diligently. That means parents, we need to verbally teach and instruct our child and tell them and model for them and show them what is the right way that they should walk in. And if we teach our children, if we're training them, if we're correcting them, if we're speaking, giving them verbal teaching and instructions on the right path to walk in, that's what we're called to do as parents. And, and, but if we withhold that teaching instruction, if we don't tell them the right way to walk, if we don't teach them about, you know, God's laws and, and what it means to, to walk in godliness and in holiness and, and to live the fruits of the spirit and all those other things, if we don't teach them those things, we don't tell them those things, then they're going to go on, on a bad path. And so, yeah, so it's that twofold piece of understanding what the scripture means in order to be able to apply it properly. Great. Oh, this is so good. We're going to have a second part with Angela, and she's going to explain what does it mean, the rod and the child? What is the correct definition? Who is the child? Who is the rod? Who was the Proverbs, the four Proverbs written to, and what was their purpose? And she's going to also share some examples on how we can discipline our children with a positive attitude and a humble spirit. You don't want to miss the next session with Angela. I was so impressed when I read all this material in her book, and I know you will be too. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.